0: Log Talk Radio.
1: Five, four, three, two, one, go.
0: Yes, yes, yes. And the question of every Sunday for us is always
2: Are you ready for some football? Indeed.
0: Yes. Indeed, indeed. Good morning. It's your host, Cass. I'm on the line, live from Minneapolis, going to watch the Chicago Bears do battle with my Minnesota Vikings. This is so exciting. I'm Uh, so excited. Excuse me, battle? Excited.
2: Actual battle? So you saying the beer is that, going to show up this Are way?
0: you ready? A, and ladies and gentlemen, welcome Michael to the show.
1: <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
0: thank you for joining us this morning, sir. It's always a pleasure we're able to have you here live with us. Thank you. Thank you. We appreciate that. So what? I appreciate NFL the, class. I appreciate Val- the class. Yes, yes. Thank you. Thank you for joining us. So normally we kick off our show live, excited trash-talking fan opinions, all about the NFL, primarily the NFC North. Well, today, we had a, some pretty good bowl games yesterday, one in particular that the world was glued into. So we're going to kick it off with some NCAA football, a very good bowl game. And I'm going to let the fellas take this one away. Hopefully, you all do a good job because, you know, you can't do anything right without a lady. But but I'm going to let you guys take it away. Very good insight. A lot of highlights. for how it ended, everything. So knock it out, guys.
2: Good morning, okay. everybody. Good morning. I think there's a specific game that you're talking about, and that would be, a.k.a., not the bowl game, but the Holy War. That was Utah versus BYU. And uh, the, the reason why I really wanted to see the game and a lot of people uh, nationally wanted to see the game was the trash talk that took place prior to the game. Now, BYU... It's supposed to be this holier-than-thou type of school, but they got some very dirty dirty players doing dirty things on the football field. And uh, they had a, a pregame event that both teams were at, and there was this one guy that got on stage that said, I don't dance, I throw hands. And basically said, don't start none, won't be none. And that was excellent to watch, so everybody wanted to see – what madness was going to happen on the field? And i got to turn it over to the other Mike because he can tell this
1: part much better than I can. Well, you know, coming from this standpoint, number one, if you didn't know, played at my alma mater in, in Vegas, shout-out to you with the LB Rebels, even though you got make the bowl selection this year, hopefully next year you will, and we can see some better play out of you guys. But, you know, for me, it was when I turned to the game, it was already 35 to nothing. That's a 35 to nothing with Utah up and BYU hadn't scored at all during the entire game. So, what gets me is that, you know, not only does, after, and this is the first quarter, ladies and gentlemen, if you did not catch the game, first quarter of the game, they were up 35 to nothing. They only won 35 to 28, and it had nothing to do <clears throat> with their offense, you know. They, the first few games, the first uh, I think one of the first plays was a pick six, you know, on behalf of uh, BYU, where they took it. You know, their, they had one of their cornerbacks um, had two picks yesterday, and so everything they scored was in the first quarter of the game. After that, there was nothing. BYU's mounted their rallies, uh, and almost pretty much won the game. And if you ask me, had there been like another five, ten minutes left of playing time. They probably would have tied it up, and then we would have saw overtime. Um, looking at how Utah is, and they're, they're really big on size. They're a big team. Um, they're not really fast. They don't have any wide receivers that are going to blaze past you or really open up the top on the defense where you can get out there. But what they did very well was pass the ball in the short yardage situations. Um, they had a couple of deep balls. that just kind of like let it go. let their... You can do that. When you have wide receivers that are like 6'4", six, 6'5", they maybe like a, maybe running like four or five, four or six, and you're, you know the defenses that the defensive backs you're covering are shorting you, so you can throw the ball up and let them go get it, which is what they did. It turned out to be one of the better games I've seen this year um, on the college side, but at the same time, I was kind of hoping that BYU would kind of you know bring it back, but that's not how it ended up, ladies and gentlemen. It ended up with being with um. Really counts in these games. At this point, it's all postseason. Even if they're not really playing for admiration or admonishment, you know we made they made some bowl games, and you know most of it's tied to money. To be honest with you, because that's what they're about at this point. Um, but you know, just to see them see the game work out the way it did, I was pleasantly surprised. And to be the only game I could catch yesterday because the cable was acting up, you know it actually worked out pretty well for me to catch it. Um, other games but- that were on. Oh, uh,
2: before we get to
1: the other games, let me let me add to the
2: the, the fact that one, like you said, this was pretty much a bragging rights game. But the way I see Utah this year and in recent years for that matter is they're built <laughs> ladies and gentlemen, uh mornings allergies are getting me. But uh that Utah is built the same way Boise State was built during its best days. We're bigger than you. We're not faster than you, but we're bigger than you, and we're going to do what we want. You can't do anything to stop us. And like Mike said, that seemed to work early. So BYU said, okay, you are bigger than us, but we're faster than you. So it basically became the size versus speed game. And Size worked early, apparently, and speed was catching up. But sometimes, as you very well know, even in a race, you you, you sometimes just don't have enough time in the race to catch back up. And I think that's really what
1: the, what the issue was for them. Man, they just didn't have enough you know enough time. They didn't really start mounting a comeback until uh, the second half of the game. Now, you know, if you, if you break that down and let's say rather than scoring the 28 unanswered points, which they did, you know, over a half. I think at halftime they went in with 35-7. So let's take it and say if they went from – they had if they had scored another touchdown or so before they went to the half. I think there's a very different outcome in this game depending on how fast BYU can respond. You know, but I think that Utah got a little bit complacent also, after doing well, I mean, you up thirty-five to nothing, thirty-five to seven at halftime. So nobody. Let me ask
0: this question then: Was it more of the 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 faults? Just just in seeing the game and listening to this and the adjustments and things, did the faults lie more on the coaching adjustments? Like, were they not adjusting in the first half to what was actually going on, to where they could not score? Were they not? Making the correct
1: adjustments, you know, like what? the adjustments that the, the adjustments that they made for the second, I, I, honestly, having made the adjustments from the taking the second half adjustments and, put, and implemented them in the first half, I think we're looking at a different game. I think a lot of it might they might have just been caught off guard with the way the Utah came out, you know, because they had two pick sixes right there. One was a pick six, another one was, you know, every time put like this in the, every possession they had, they scored. In that first quarter, so they had the ball five times, they scored five times. Now, on the adjustment end, I look at it from what you know, what what Utah was not able to do for the rest of the game, which was keep BYU from getting on the scoreboard. You know, so I think that there was a, there there was there were better adjustments on the BYU side of the ball as far as what they could do offensively and defensively because they didn't turn around and start of holding them. They you know they, they didn't really give up big yard plays yesterday after the, after the first half. Um, so I think the adjustments that BYU made were better than those made by Utah. I think it seems like Utah was just like, hey, man, we can just hold them off, we'll win. Rather than just, you know, hit that gas, just keep that gas going, because they even ran out of gas the second half. They was up. They were so charged for the, for the first half of it, you know, you put up 35 points in the quarter, and then after that, you're scoreless for the rest of the game?
0: Yeah, and that's you what know, I was saying. So, so I the, the I adjustments, so. adjustments. So basically, they were just like, look, we're going to stop you. So that's why you're saying if there was another like 10, 15, 15 minutes in yeah. the game, you think they yeah. really yeah, exactly. would have was out.
1: Another 15, you know, 10, 15 minutes in the game, I think BYU would have won it. I really do. Because, uh, you know, that's the only thing that really saved them was being able to hold out until the end. It wasn't like they just they stopped them from scoring. You know, they scored 28 unanswered points. Well, I take that 21 unanswered points. But
0: that's so important, and that's so key in a game. When you let a team get away from you like that, you, you, and oh, yeah. the right adjustments weren't made, that's, that's really key, because you have to, okay, one or two, maybe three plays, and at that point you guys have to be like, whoa, all right, this isn't working, that's see, not working. And, We're not and, stopping. We're in right secondary. My Where my defense? So, I don't know. Like a lot of people, always say when it comes down to having another ten or fifteen minutes, but so you got to get it done in the time that she has. Like at the most, yeah, if you yeah, want extra time. Yeah. You know, let's go to OT, but that's that's still a battle. So I <laughs> really I understand they held them for the rest of the game, but overall,
1: in the battle, yeah, and, they and, they, if, they if you look you know, exactly when you look at it point. It's like you know, if if you are, if, if time had not had run out, and that's the only thing that saved them in my opinion, was time ran out. Time ran out for BYU, not so much for Utah. Time ran out in, in Utah's favor, but BYU man, they mounted a serious comeback, and it was it was actually great to watch this. I'm looking at Utah like, all right, y'all supposed to be breaking. Your coach is talking about how he doesn't understand why you guys didn't end up in a holiday bowl and thought that you would have done better. Well, this is why you didn't end up in a holiday bowl.
2: Well he one could
1: argue
2: <laughs> one could argue if you compare it to another sport. Uh, commonly and commonly in, in, in the NBA and currently the most famous team for it currently is uh the Warriors. If you get out far enough a lead early on Not that you mean to let the other team come back. At least you did your job early to where in the event there are some breakdowns, which it sounds like it was, you did your job early so that uh, regardless of the breakdowns, you still win the game. I'm not going to say that Utah should not have done more, but it sounds like they did their job early. And by doing your job early, you're afforded that, that cushion. They gave themselves enough of a cushion in the beginning of the game to where they still won. And and while you're one hundred percent correct that you have to adjust and do more, well it sounds like they didn't have to do more because they gave themselves the proper cushion. Yeah, I, I could
1: I can see where, where you would see that, you know, as far if you know, if that's a if that's a philosophy and the way they approach it, then okay, fine. But, you know, I don't is, think that was their philosophy, but I, I don't either. <laughs> I'm not saying it was their I philosophy, but I'm I saying
2: theory. that even I in the even though, even though, even though it it probably wasn't their philosophy, they gave themselves the proper enough cushion because I guarantee you, after that game, the starters were thinking, "Whew, glad you we did it early."
1: Man, you know they had to be like, because we almost lost that one. Yeah, you almost did not pull it out. And I mean that's just a, that's indicative of, you know, the sport itself and, and how you know, how it can be played and, and at the same time you never know what a team is going to do or how they're gonna respond to adversity and change. It. Uh you know, and I guarantee you congratulations to that, them. You know, I great guarantee man, another man.
2: thing that game is going to be used on bulletin boards all week and for the next two weeks by play teams uh, like Michigan State and Alabama and everybody else, defenses are going to be shown that game saying, look, we got to start the game as early as offenses because we can't just play the rest of the game. We got to play in the first quarter. That game is going to prove to mean more to a bunch of coaches than it does to a bunch of fans over the next three weeks because the
1: offense started early in that game.
2: BYU's well, they, defense didn't come defense. out early.
1: The, the offense and the defense started earlier that game. Remember, they had two. They had two picks. Most for six. No, what I'm saying is, you BYU's know, BYU's defense
2: didn't come to play early oh, in the no, game. They
1: did not not early in the game. They were just they just kind of let them, you know, do what they want to do. I mean, and, and you know, it, it's indicative of these type of games. I, you know, I've had to play in the bowl game and understand the energy and all the hype and you know, et cetera That goes along with it. You, you know, it's very impossible to be to go into a game and be overexcited and, and uh, you know just have yourself just so amped up that you're really not in control of what you're doing on the field because you're kind of like everywhere with all that energy. You know, I think they finally settled down after they realized like, damn, we can beat thirty five nothing. <laughs> what is this happening? You know, and I think they after that they settled down. And they started actually playing their game. You know, which is why they were able to come back and score the way they did. Um, there were some other games that went on yesterday. We don't want to get stuck on that one. Um, let me see who else. Arizona held off New Mexico 45-37 in the New Mexico Bowl. Didn't get a chance to see that, ladies and gentlemen. Um, there were some other ones yesterday, I believe, around the – that were playing. Uh, Louisiana Tech beat Arizona State 47-28 to in the oh, – No, no, no. no, no.
2: You, you said that wrong. You said that wrong.
1: No one calls them Louisiana Tech. La Tech. I know they call it La Tech. I played against them in, in college, so I really don't care. <laughs> I <laughs> really do they It's, Louis- it's Louisiana Tech. Virginia
2: Tech, a.k.a. Va
1: Tech. Yes. are there, It's Louisiana <laughs> Tech. Uh, you can show up in how you want to if you're the person <laughs> talking However, right now, it's Louisiana Tech. They beat Arizona State yesterday, 47-28, in the no ball. Um, Marion, and we're talking about smaller football here, um, defends the W-A-I-A, the N-A-I-A titles, they beat Southern Oregon 31 to 14, um, if you're into the smaller division schools. Um, let me see. Right now my computer is acting up as far as my internet access, so I'm not able to pull all the information that I would like to. Um, let me see if I can find something here that'll come up. But in all, uh, what it really comes down to is, ladies and gentlemen, yesterday was the beginning of the bowl season, um, and as we go through the holiday season, we'll see more of these games leading up to the playoffs, um, which is, I believe, is going to be, you know, great this year. We got Clemson, Alabama, Michigan State, and no. Oklahoma at the top four seeds, and they're going to be going at it. And you know, I I'm still looking forward I'm to I'm Ohio the State versus Notre Dame. Well, I think everybody's
2: gonna watch that. Ohio State versus Notre Dame is gonna be a great game.
1: That game is probably going to be. If it's not a if it's not a good game, you know who I hope it's gonna be. Ohio State fault. If it's not a good game, because I think Notre Dame is gonna come to play. You know, but
2: Notre Dame still got some. They want to prove. I I would agree with you on that. Uh, Ohio State may feel like they don't have
1: anything to prove, but Notre Dame feels like they do. They do. So, you know, they're going to come to play. Ohio on the other hand. You know, we've been there, done that. We've been to the Rose Bowl, blah, 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 blah. You know, and that's all fine and dandy. You know, but I, I think that that's going to be one of the most – definitely probably one of the most watched games, you know, this, uh, for the bowl season. You know, not to mention the other one, you know, like I said, with the playoffs and seeing if he's going to probably take the, the playoff championship this year. I'm actually playing for Michigan State, not because I'm a Michigan State fan, but just because we're in the Big Ten here, you know, and it'd be great to have one of our conference schools win it out again. Um, it'd be the second year in a row a Big Ten take. So we're kind of hoping on that. I'm not really into Cleveland and Alabama and Oklahoma, so, you know, nothing against y'all, the stuff y'all, with, but, you know, this is, we, we're a Big Ten country, so... We need to roll with that. I don't know if
2: everybody... I agree with that. that we're in show. big 10 countries. I love seeing the SEC lose.
1: I love Man. seeing the SEC lose. And I think a lot of people would agree with us on that. It's like, you know, because after so many years of just hearing the SEC this, the ACC that, ah, it's like, you know what, y'all, you know, come on out of here. Come down here during the winter months and play some football. That's all I got to say. Come down, come out, come out to the Midwest, you know... And play some football with us when, it, when it's snow on the ground, when it's twenty degrees below, and you know, bring your SEC and teams out of warm weather, bring them on down here. Let's see how you all fare with that. Can you imagine cool if
2: uh can you imagine if the playoff games were held in cities like Chicago or Ooh. Minnesota in an outdoor stadium they won't in, do in some it. of the outside they,
1: they are in not Notre Dame that
2: it, they were played at Notre Dame. Play it yeah. outside and see See what some running football really is.
1: You know what I'm saying? Come here and see how they're hitting this hard weather. Because when you get hit, in this cold. It hurts. <laughs> <laughs> I am not lying. It hurts. It, it, it like reverberates through your body like a like a wave just hits you, and it, and and it can sting out here. But you know, I would really like to see that happen. You know, I doubt if it will. Um, I think most of the you know, the West Coast teams and the East Coast teams, or the Southern teams, they're not, they're not coming here unless it's hot. You know, so they'll, they'll schedule our teams during, the, you know, the early part of the, of the season in August and possibly September. Um, but I don't see anybody, come, you know, having enough wherewithal to be like, hey, man, we're going to go play in Illinois, Illinois uh, or play in Michigan Michigan, you know, when it's cold outside and see what we can do. You don't really see that happening in <laughs> those times. They like the weather too much. You know, nothing against him because, you know, I'm partial to the West Coast myself. You know, I, I'm not really – I approach Chicago, but I could do without the cold air and stuff, <laughs> just being honest. But, you know, I think that as we see the, the season progress more, you know, as far as the uh, the bowl part of it goes, you know, a lot of teams – we're going to see a lot of teams step off a lot of teams we hadn't heard of probably do well. Um, I'm, I'm sure there's going to be a lot of surprising upsets which is what I think everybody kind of lives for in in these types of, you know, this part of the season for college ball, is just seeing who's going to upset who. You know, you have teams who haven't played each other before, um, teams who, you know, have no kind of identity um, on a national level that are playing, and I think it opens up definitely for us to have more conversations about possible colleges that are on the uprising for next year going into the hunt for that playoff season. So I'm, you know, I'm excited, man. So like, like I said, it's you know who I would theater. love
0: to see make a comeback though, only because when I was Ooh. in high
1: school, they were just like
0: everything. Nebraska, Ooh. like Nebraska, because are like everything man, when I was in high school.
1: Like, you know, but they, like, no, not like, they well. haven't done bad this year. But you know, I agree with you. Like when we were coming up, you know, the, for all of y'all who don't know, we're talking about like the late, the early, the late '80s, early '90s around that time frame. Um, uh, you know, modified,
2: through you know, the mid to late 90s. You know, yeah. Like, I was, the was like 90s.
1: Uh, yeah, but good, I, yeah, think, right, right, I think that was the
2: reason right. why Nebraska wanted to move to the Big Ten so they can get some of that TV money so the players would want to come there. I think that was part of their reason for wanting to move into <laughs> the Big Ten
1: because I, the Big 12 doesn't have its own network. They don't have a lot of that. They don't have the same type of coverage, national coverage. Right. But, you know, I mean – You know, back when Tom Osborne was a coach, uh, he he, he came and recruited me sat in my school office and everything. And I was like, wow, I got the head coach of Nebraska sitting here talking about, hey, kid, you want to go play for me? I didn't, obviously. (laughs) (laughs) I mean,
2: the TV money means something. And the Big Ten Network and the Pac-12 Network and the Texas Longhorn Network and the SEC Network that was the whole reason for for recruiting. It in addition to money, it helps recruiting because that's the reason why before all these networks took place and all these national contracts with with conferences for TV, Notre Dame used to get the best used to get the best uh recruits because they had a national contract to play on Saturdays on television and the players right. wanted to be
1: seen on TV. But I, back then, that was everybody's deal, you know. I mean, I can't say it was mine. I was just more or less concerned about getting out of here. <laughs> 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 to be totally honest, I mean, I had—I I was recruited by U of I. Um, Lou Sepper was the coach there. recruited me at one point. We already know how his seasons went. <laughs> um, and then I was also recruited by Louisville. Um, to go out there, and uh, out of all of them, the only one that really had national coverage was Illinois. But even them, not so much, because it's not like they had – they were posting on winning records for people to want to watch. It. You know, I went, to, I went to U of I. 25,
2: 30 years, U of I have had two good seasons. We've had good players. We even haven't young, had I mean, great teams. teams.
1: The school has always had great, great uh, players. That's the one thing I right. cannot. We've always you know, had great they've always players. had great players, but as far as like putting together, you know, national championships runs, it's just been something that's never happened for Illinois. You know, and, and you can you can't really attest it to. You can probably attest it more to the coaching than, than the recruiting to anything. Uh, right. You know, as far as that Illinois goes, it, it is it great at recruiting
2: good players, we just came right. it together and
1: on Saturday. Exactly. So you know, I think that um, you know, I, like you said when it comes down to recruiting, that tool is very important. Um, I remember we went to Kansas State, uh, I think it was my sophomore year, and we played them. And, you know, you go into the – we get into the hotel, you put your books around, you turn TV on. They got the Kansas State Wildcat emblem going around in circles on the TV. I was like, we don't have this in Vegas. (laughs) Like, you know, and that's when you that's when you kinda of know you're in a different type of area when it comes to football, you know. It it's all about what these programs put out to get the best kids. You know, I get the get the kids they want to come to their school. I think right now I'm looking at let's see I finally got my Internet backed up, ladies and gentlemen, it'll give me the flux. But looking at uh, where we round out I'm trying to see if I can get all the bold teams. Right now the SEC, the Big Ten and the Pac twelve all have ten teams. In bowl playing bowl games over the next few weeks. And when you look at that from the standpoint of, you know, just conference-wise, man, that says a lot about those three conferences. They are doing a great job with, you know, getting teams, um, qualified teams into the bowl games. Right now, Big Ten has 10. The Pac-12 has 10. SEC has 10. The ACC has nine. American has eight. Mountain West has eight. Big 12 has. And the MAC has seven apiece. With Conference USA having five, Sunbelt has four, the independent, we have two that are doing um, – that are in bowl games. So I think, you know, overall, that's going to be a great, great AD team, you know, breakdown of how this all plays out over the next few weeks. Like I said, I'm most excited about the playoffs. You know, I want to see what Michigan State is going to do. I hope that they can pull it out and bring home the championship for the Big Ten Conference. Um, we could definitely need it and, you know, start getting some things rolling. Um back in our way as far as, you know, this all goes with these conference titles and everything. So I'm looking forward to it. Definitely, definitely looking forward to it. And, you know, I think we can go ahead and segue into our pro section if there's nothing else to say about these teams. Do you have anything else, We can. No, we can. It's time
2: what? to talk about some NFL teams.
0: And you know what? And, guys, thank you. Thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you so much. You did an amazing job. If no one knew what conference their team was in, they now know. They know what to look forward to going forward. Is that, that was awesome. So thank you, guys, and we'll be set up for the bowl game. And you might hear a little bit more college and a lot more fan opinion as the NFL playoffs come a looming, which is what we're going to talk about now. So welcome to... The NFC North half of the show And we're going to kick it off As I have to do battle all by myself here Live from Minneapolis As I am on the line with two diehard Bears fans As they come and attempt to invade my Minnesota Vikings home Here at TCF Bank Stadium Granted, both teams have quite a few injuries um, the mayor seem like they didn't super up
1: well half
2: their starting lineups. That's, that's yeah. okay
0: I'm, I'm, I mean, I'm good with that. One half of the starting I, lineup is
2: still in Chicago. I'm the okay other half of the starting lineup is on the sidelines.
0: And that works for me. So this is another divisional matchup. And that's why when you say do battle,
2: what battle are you talking about?
0: But, but you know what? Okay, like, oh, my goodness. Where's my, like, DJ Scratch break the record sound? Come on. How many times have we seen rookies and second stringers step in and totally change the game for a team? Like I do I'm I'm over ruling that out. Oh, the starters aren't starting. Oh, it's suck. I'm, I'm over that. I'm not I'm, not. I'm talking about that. Several times. The by Bears starting teams. lineup
2: has not played all season. We're down to the third and fourth string at this point. Well, maybe that might yeah, work. Yeah, second string, fourth up. third
0: string. Who knows how to stop them? Like nobody's ever even seen them play.
2: Okay, you're, you're, you're trying to make it sound good, and I appreciate it. But even as a Bears fan, it has looked real dismal in the last two weeks.
0: You know what, ladies and gentlemen, there is nothing that can please a Bears fan other than a win that they won't get today. But other than that, um, let's talk about... <laughs> I mean, we were confident
2: when we played... We we were confident a couple of weeks ago when we played the 49 ers And then we were confident that we should've won this game and we should have won that game. Robbie Gold he better hit like nine field goals in a in a matter of twenty seconds time period just to show us he still has a leg. Uh it's almost wow. like Blair Walsh touched Robbie oh. Gold and we caught and Robbie Gold caught Blair Walsh disease. You know what? And he can keep it, he can have it today too. I mean Pernell McPhee didn't play I don't know if he's playing today I'm a Bears fan And before the game I always say I hope the Bears lose to get To get a better draft position But I know me once the game starts I want the Bears to win So let's be honest My fandom will take over once the game starts my heart will kick in and say, "All right, my, my team. I want my team to win." But before the game, my brain is talking, and I don't see any heart on that field. The only I only see like three players really looking like they want to play, and that's Zach Miller, Jay Cutler, and that might be it. It might be only two players that look like they want to play. You know, Everybody like, else is like, man, we're going to
0: through the most. Like before I let you finish, Michael, what's your take on the Bears? Because Mike is obviously very sad over here. We're going to have to start playing the violin. You can't give up on your squad. See, this is why I'm
2: not a Bears fan. You can,
0: you're
2: just going to give up on your squad, man. I didn't give up on them. I'm that's just it. What's going on on the field. The starters aren't there. They suck.
0: It's going to be terrible. Everyone else is
2: passionate. And there you go.
0: The Vikings win. Um, And up next are the Lions. Like, I mean, come on. There are there there okay, Michael. Listen,
2: I, I'm allowed to I'm be disappointed in my team,
0: aren't
1: I? The Vikings Can I be, can the I be disappointed in my win. team? You crazy. Um. Anyway, as far as you know, the Bears go. For me, it's more. It's more <laughs> or less from the standpoint of hope hoping that regardless so who's on the field, they can pull it together. And they can keep it going. I understand what Mike is telling from. You know, it's, um, with you know, I, I'm I'm just playing Robbie go as well, especially over the past couple of weeks. You know, he went wide left and wide right, and with the closest of the field goals, he was a you know that he had to kick. I think one was like 36 yards or something like that. You know, at, at this point in the season, it's it just got to mean. More. You know, it doesn't you know, I think for some I agree with Mike some you know as far as some people they are playing well. I have nothing against Jay Cutler's play at this point in the season, surprisingly at all. You know, I think he's done what he needs to do as far as stepping up, being leaders, spreading the ball around a lot more, you know, see a lot less mistakes um on his part.
2: Even in the you mistakes know. that Jay Cutler has had, he looks like he's trying. He's upset with himself when he makes a mistake. He's out there trying. The mistakes he's made oh is goodness. because he's trying to do something. Well, you know, I agree.
0: while while I don't mind today, especially because I have been shocked over the last two weeks, I don't mind Robbie Cole having the curse of the Blair Walsh. She has the Blair Watch. No,
2: you her. don't.
0: <laughs> it Not a week, today. Like but I would.
2: Uh, the Blair, Blair, Blair Walsh, Walsh Project is taking place business. in front of our eyes. Yeah, it's
0: the Blair Walsh Project, and it unfortunately put the the touch on Rocky Gold. But I'm more or less, this is going to sound like the craziest thing I've ever said. kentucky Bridge, why don't I go like, hang out with Cutler in the offseason or something? Because I, you know, I, I think uh, that would
1: benefit him. I, think it I would, just it don't. Unfortunately, Cass. If y'all, if, if if the Bears win today, it's gonna be Teddy's fault.
2: You know what I? You know what I uh, think? Uh, another problem with uh, Teddy Bridgewater ha- has lost that's coming amazing. into the NFL. So problem Number five hundred and
0: seventy. Go ahead.
2: No. <laughs> I mean,
0: literally, that's how bad
2: he got me. No, but but oh. one of the bigger problems that Teddy Bridgewater had when he was coming into the NFL. He was known as a gunslinger. He's not gunslinging anymore.
1: Yeah,
0: he ain't known as that now.
1: He was a gunslinger. Half the time, it's Um, hard to tell if he knows when to pull the trigger.
2: Right. I mean... I don't even think
0: he knows where
2: the gun is, but that's just me. He used to (coughs) to let the ball fly. He used to like, I'm going to throw this ball. My arm is good. I'm going to let it fly. Now he's second-guessing himself so much... He's lost the ability to be a gunslinger. And you making that point that he should hang out with Jay Cutler in the offseason, that makes me think of Jay Cutler, Brett Favre, and other other quote-unquote gunslingers that just let the ball go. And that might be well, one Teddy of the best has, things that Teddy Bridgewater needs to do is let the ball go. He used to be a let's gunslinger.
0: Be, let's, let's be honest. Even if you can't, I mean, this is also the NFL. Very amazing defense, especially on secondary coverage from a lot of the teams that they've played. But at the same time, you have had games where you have had your receivers open. I do like the fact that in the last few games, he has finally started. Yeah, he's like, had some Mike end. Wallace sightings. He has <laughs> had some Mike Wallace sightings, but he's also had a lot more tight end sightings. The Vikings are a team kind of like the Panthers. They have very big tight ends. Red Ellison, um, Kyle Rudolph, very big guys, hard to take down. Great for getting the check-out, additional yardage. And so he finally figured out toward the end of the season how to use him. And that's awesome. Another thing is his connection to Mike Wallace hasn't been that great. Mike Wallace has been covered, but a lot of teams have also backed off of Mike Wallace because when does he get the ball? I think today would be awesome if he utilized Mike Wallace. We definitely know the goal for today as with every week is to shut down Adrian Peterson. With the injuries going on in the Bears – I don't think that they will be able to fully contain Adrian. Adrian is home, of course. We're here. Definitely want to see an explosive Adrian as we come to the end of the season. This is weird, but this is a game that because the Vikings dropped the last two games, in which I definitely do want to talk about the Arizona game. They need to win this game. They need to win this game on all levels. There are quite a few injuries. I hate that Harrison's out. Um, Linval Joseph. There are quite. There's so many more I could name, but the Vikings need to come with that chemistry and that fire and send the Bears back home with a W. And that's no offense to you guys, basically, or Bears fans. Right now, the Bears aren't in position to go to a postseason, to be in a wild card game or anything. So, yeah, the Bears are going to come to play to win. Nobody just shows up to lose. Lions. Nobody shows up to lose. But at the same time, this is a game that the Vikings really need to pull together. I also want to see some different coaching adjustments. When we go back to the Arizona game, major issue in the last play of the game for me. I know it's dead, it's over, there's no reversing it. Let it go like a, you know, frozen. But at the same time that play was designed for if you had a Peyton Manning, if you had a Tom Brady, if you had a a Philip Rivers, yeah, you know, person gets the the out real real fast. Right. That's what it was for. Get a little bit closer. I get what you guys were trying to do. Run the time off the clock. Have Blair come in kick it, go to overtime. That was great. It was smart. But you did not have that caliber to be to do that. So at that point, you were in field goal range. I would have rather – I could have lived with – and this is crazy. I could – hey, no person on the show. Well, kind of. Not that word. But I couldn't live with a – um I could have lived with a Blair Walsh missed field goal, and there's probably some Vikings fans that are now listening that are probably now tuned out, but don't act like we're not used to it, so don't be sitting around booing me or anything. But if Blair Walsh would have missed that field goal, to me, that still would have been a better strategic play than what a strip sack from a quarterback who obviously, though mathematically it doesn't seem like he's holding the ball too long, in reality – you do so. That that was a that was a bad call to me. Um, when I look at the the odds of this game, when it comes to winners, losers, over, under, they're pretty um, evenly matched. They're pretty, and, and believe it or not, a, a lot of the odds this is this is weird as of right now, because of course it's going to change daily, well, minute by minute, are in favor of the Bears.
1: So maybe you guys break uh, right down. Hello? And you know, and, oh, yeah. and when you look at it, like if you look at the comparison, mm-hmm. you know, when you go to NFL dot com and they drop the comparison of, of where they are um, on every edge except rushing, well, on every level except rushing. Um, Bears have the have the advantage. The well, problem. Yeah, well, the problem, <laughs> where, the problem whereas,
2: is, I'll just say the problem is. Minnesota is built for the type of team that needs to play against the Bears. The the, the reverse to that is Minnesota is also built the way the Bears need to play against the Vikings. The Bears have a horrible rush defense. So it's going to be like Adrian Peterson should have a good game, but even if Adrian Peterson has a good game, it's quite possible that the rest of the Bears' defense – could stop everybody else. So Adrian Peterson, as much as we want Teddy Bridgewater to, to grow up, Adrian Peterson is going to be the key to a potential Vikings win. Uh, but the the Bears rushers, pass rushers, are going to pin their ears back and hope that Teddy Bridgewater holds on to the ball some more again this week. So it is going to come down to the Vikings establishing the run, and it's also going to come down to the Bears secondary having another good game. Well, I think it's
1: going to, you know, along with that, if, if if the Bears get a very good rush on Teddy early in the game and start putting him down early in the game, that's going to take him out. We already know that for some reason this year, you know, his his aptitude, quarterback aptitude isn't what it should be. You know, for especially playing at the level that he, where he is, you know, so if they get if they have the opportunity to shut him down early, even if they get Adrian Peterson going, I'll, I I would still see it more towards the Bears' favor, just if you go by what's on paper. You know, I mean, we don't have a great rushing defense, but we have a, a decently solid rushing defense when it does work. When it does work, when they tackle appropriately and when they can fill the gaps away. And all the, you know, when they're when they're having a good game, it does work, you know. So you can't say it. Uh oh. You know, defensive lineman
2: Everson Griffin is scheduled to play. That alert just came across my phone.
1: Nice. You know, so from that standpoint, it's really going to boil down to if they if they can take Teddy out the game early and if they can shut down and hold Adrian. You know, I'm not going to say they're going to hold to, to under 100 yards. I'm not that very seriously. You know, but if they can hold him to you know just over hundred yards rushing, they may actually stand a chance, you know, depending on the wide receiver they' come to play for the bears, of course, you know we can't with if they are drops and turnovers or you know things that like that nature the game could really go either way because records as we know don't really mean anything when you put two teams on the field against each other, you know if you look I'm at the record, Minnesota's eight and five and Chicago's five and eight, but in every aspect, like I said before, except rushing, the Bears are better.
2: Okay, I'm a Bears fan, and I'm looking at the players that are out versus the players that are coming in. These are names that I don't even recognize.
1: You're not Inside to...
2: linebacker for the Bears, yeah. Christian Jones, out. John Timu to start. I don't know who John Timu is.
1: Well, hopefully by the end of the day you will. That's I have no
2: choice but to learn who he is now
1: <laughs> <laughs> very true, very, very true. I mean, you know i mean this this and this is what we hope to see you know even if, even going the, in the, with with the with the low, with their I thing I do realize I think I said this before on the show is it does not matter at this point in the game what your ranking is the yeah. only thing there's a very slim margin that separates the starters from second string, a second string from third string. And then the you know so that is that's a slim margin. Yeah, but the Bears play are playing practice those. squad players. And that's what you got to play, that's what you got to play. They all practice, so they all practice squad squad players if you want to be you know technical about it. They all practice together, they come. Okay, the so play, you all you all are, all are, you are putting
2: up. You all are putting sugar on sugar. If I if I if I may say, the Bears are playing some names that have no business being on a on a professional football field. Right, how you figuring because
1: of that? But names? how do
0: you figure that? How do so you, you figure can't,
1: that? But you can't, how do you? I mean, you you base it on their names or just the fact that you don't know who they are. I mean, well that's, that's we part of it because, because, but, but, well, but hold right, on. Let, let, hold on. Let me make this statement. Because if you're a true Bears fan, don't you know everybody on your roster, regardless of whether they start or not? I do. I knew am everybody I?
2: on the roster that started at the beginning of the season.
1: These I are names that just
2: they, Okay, you're gonna Practice try to call them them my food. my fandom out to understand sure. that. Yes, but so these I are am. names these are names that weren't on the roster at the beginning of the season. Well, a lot
0: of times well, they're pickups and things, like, you know, seem, seem right, that and these pickups are them. the
1: names that I don't know. That's what I'm saying. So, right right. now, so what, what I would suggest is if you go there and look up and see what, you know, do some backgrounds, that way you might feel a little bit more confident. <laughs>
2: <laughs> and and I like I just said a few minutes ago, I have no choice <laughs> but to learn who they are. Yeah. I'm but I don't but like when
0: you made the comment that they shouldn't be playing, I don't I don't think
1: that they I don't
0: agree
1: with that part. Okay, <laughs> but I, mean, I, I, I I think he made that. Uh, you know, I don't think that's what he intended to say. I you know, I'm I not saying leave, that you know, these don't players leave, don't, don't leave.
2: have some talent.
1: I, I'm gonna say what I
2: mean. I'm not saying that they don't oh have. Some talent. I'm not saying they're not better than the better than your average person, but. Would they make a starting roster? Would they make a second string roster? Would they make a third string roster in week one?
1: No. Oh, I, and
2: I, I, I don't know that, ladies and gentlemen. I. I'm, being, right. I I'm going there. I cannot say that.
1: I cannot agree with. You. Wow.
2: Okay, I'm going there.
1: <laughs> All right.
2: Let them go. I'm going there because. It is not looking good, and when you are making the Lions roster and the Bears roster and the the Redskins roster at the end of the season, and the, the Cowboys roster at the end of this season, and you aren't able to make their starting ro- their their rosters, and now okay, you're, no, you're, you're now, squeaking. No, 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 no. Let's stop a
0: little bit. I'm going uh, there. there. Are no, listen. If they couldn't make the starting what? roster, there are players that are, thank you, are other teams. They are part of other teams at that time. Sometimes it's a release that are Oh, I know that. I, I get how this so, NFL thing
2: works. You get cut and you get picked up by another team. I get how this thing works. You're not explaining something new. I'm, I'm so, going out there like, and like saying these are things. I'm calling my team out. So are you saying they're like garbage or something? Right. I'm mm. I mean, I I I I can't do that because I couldn't I couldn't catch one of them if we were running if we were playing on in the playground. I couldn't catch one of them if I tried. I'd be okay. waving them like oh, so, go, go. <laughs> so so what
1: you saying then? Is what we, what I'm we saying I'm garbage. I'm Man. not gonna call them garbage. Okay.
2: That I won't do. You won't catch me saying that.
1: Okay. Oh,
2: but I right. ha I have, I have I will say this: I have very little faith. I would love to be surprised. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that one can work. Oh. I have, I have, I am ye of little faith. So, so you
1: have no faith in the Bears at all? Huh? I said little faith. I didn't say no faith. Okay, so we talking about little? You talking about like you know, ant size little? uh... Microscopic little. I am ye of little That's faith. Hilarious. That's hilarious. all I will say on that. <laughs> <laughs> ye of little faith. All right, ladies and gentlemen, you have heard it from Mike, a.k.a. ye of little faith in the Bears today. Um, he does not think that they're going to be able to pull it off based off of the fact that we don't know who their players are. Um, <laughs> exactly.
0: And so I appreciate
1: just, you know, that. Thank you for his giving us W. Mine, I'll so take it. You, know, it's, it. you know, I mean, of course, you know, if, if Minnesota walks away with the win, Cass is going to be great. She's going to look at both of us like I told you anyway. Um, but I'm just like, you know, we don't have a chance because they don't know who we are. Uh, but at the same time, you know, piggybacking what you said, um, or what the announcer said on uh uh, I forgot what game it was, but he was going through the roster. This is a, this is on live TV where he was like, um, you know, the, the the defense has a bunch of no-name players. Who are these guys? <laughs> and, and I took offense to it that week because
2: we had a lot of no-name players still playing at that point in time. I mean, we still had some names at that point in time. Because I'm not going to call is. Pernell McPhee a no-name. I'm not. Well, he did.
1: He had no chance. I know he called, and I'm not
2: gonna call Terry Porter a no name, and he did. He said that was the uh, that was the Thanksgiving Day game against the Packers. I remember who it was. Sure was. It was the Thanksgiving game against the Packers. The Bears defense didn't have the Bears defense. I'll admit, does not have any All Pro players. I don't even go as far as say they don't have any Pro Bowl players, but I won't call them no name. Well, so, really at that point we didn't have no names. You know, I we think, might have some more no well, names now,
1: think, but at I that point that we didn't is, have no names. But I think okay, so let me ask you this:
0: How do you guys think the game will end up? I mean, with 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 all of that that was just there, that was fandom and its best. Although I'm saying so. you of
2: little faith, I do think it's going to be a relatively close game. Uh, oh, it's always. I it's think the I think the Vikings are going <laughs> to win by seven or less. If if the if the if, the, if we would put the if we would put the point spread at a seven, um, I don't think the Vikings will cover.
1: I kind of agree with them. No. And, 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 I... and just and and that's basically off of just you know the Bears haven't really been out of the games they've lost. You know, outside of the one blowout the game this season. You know, but they haven't been really been out of the games. Watson. all of the games have. Um, they were out of the
0: game's um, game's out of game against the Lions. They were out of the game against
1: the Forty ers Well, yeah, yeah. I can keep going. Okay, so you could, but you don't have to. They weren't out of the game
2: against the Niners. They were out of the game. The only games they've been out of out of have been the games that Jay Cutler didn't play. They were in the game against the Niners. Did
0: they he, were in the game against the Lions. The
1: Fort- did he play no, he was the 49ers. I don't think he played the court. Um, did he? Let me hold on. Let me see. The 49ers game said, we lost by a field goal. That was the overtime game against Why the 49ers. Why did the 49ers yeah, he, even he do played, that?
2: You.
1: Guys, because, uh, man, who knows? Because I think that's mm-hmm. the game. I think the very following week, we were both like, "What is going on?" Because this makes no sense. They, let's see. We got destroyed by Seattle
2: We lost in the second half Against the Cardinals Because Jay Cutler got injured in that game
1: And we lost one other
2: game without Jay Cutler
1: And the only other one After that was I I can't say that
2: The two games That Jimmy Clausen started And the one game that he finished That was
1: Seattle That was early in the season right? So that would have been Seattle And And ironically, Jimmy Clausen is starting again today
2: against Seattle. (laughs)
1: Somewhere else though.
2: Uh, He's starting for the Baltimore Ravens (laughs) today against
1: Seattle. (laughs) But you know, I mean, even if you look at the November first loss, really the the game it was, comparatively, what I call a low scoring game is anything below five. You know, so you ain't going to tell so 30 points are better up on the board. That's a low-scoring game. You know, but the last time we met, it was 23-20 in favor of Minnesota, so that's a low-scoring game, but it was close. So, you know, here it is. You know, we're going into week 15, and they're playing again, and it's one, two, three, four, five, six, seven weeks later. So seven weeks later, Teddy Bridgewater still having the same issues. So they're winning. He still have the same issue. I'm
0: gonna need a glass of wine without
1: one. Oh, probably <laughs> yeah, um, you, you probably will need. Yeah. I know that. You better gonna be having glass of wine mixed in with vodka. You should a vodka. Go ahead and get you. A, you just get you so stupid.
2: Yeah.
1: <laughs> you should go ahead and just get the bottle. And just keep it right there because he's no. gonna
0: have you drunk by it. you'll be drunk by a second quarter. I guarantee you. He's no, don't exactly do that to me. I thought you guys loved. I thought my co like absolutely loved me. I wouldn't do. What do you do? I don't know. No, no, let's make a, let's
2: if, make a drinking if, if game out make, of it today, guys. Every no, time a okay, right. field goal kicker misses a game, misses a misses a kick, well, we got to take a shot. I can't. That that could
1: be interesting. <laughs> yeah, an that could be interesting. An <laughs> Because be in this particular game, game Blair, Blair Walsh between, versus between Blair versus Walsh and Robbie, Robbie Gold, Google, we might all both be, have, you know, big misses this season. That that might be uh, we could we could probably do that. We'll see, Cas. People, if you I, want a game, game today, I, I put it on the yeah. put it on the kicker.
0: <laughs> oh, Robbie Gold or or Blair Walsh. Like, how is this going to work?
2: And no, either one. Every time a kicker misses, you got to take a shot.
0: All right. Okay.
2: Okay. All right. This is an alcoholic. In other words, we're going to all be drunk today.
1: We're
2: going to all be drunk today. (laughs) And I'm not talking shots of lemon drops. I'm not talking shots of apple pucker. You got to take real tequila shots, real vodka shots.
1: Not, not right me, um, I go out and all
0: right, so hard worker time
1: <laughs> for you guys,
0: um, but definitely swinging back around to a uh, professional stance, yes, I would definitely like to see the Vikings walk away with this W. They need to walk away with this W. This is major, and this is something that needs to happen for the squad in order to excel, because, you know, we're looking at at postseason parents, they've got to play better. It's a little sketchy when your postseason, you know, is going to have Teddy Bridgewater in it. But, you know, I'm going with the Vikings for the win.
1: And I'm going to say that, you know, regardless of who hits the field today, the Bears are out, you know, going to their best to come away with the win and hand, hand um, Teddy Bridgewater some pain and a loss. So I'm gonna go with the Bears today. Like I said, I don't think it's gonna be a big blowout or anything on either side of the ball. If it is, I think everybody would probably be pleasant, either pleasantly surprised or shocked, or a combination of you know feelings nobody really understands um, if that happens today. So, but I'm still pulling out for my Bears. I'm hoping that they can go go ahead and get to six and eight. Um, currently, they are what are we third? The, uh, yeah, being third in this conference isn't hard when. I uh, really Detroit say a lot. I mean, you. you know, I mean, you know, I mean, you know, it might say it a lot, but you know, like you said, I'm outside. About to get,
0: hey, y'all didn't save me. Like the Bears fans were trying to hit me. What happened? <laughs> I had to make a mad dash. <laughs> Let's
1: see what your Vikings on.
0: Yeah, they were like, get up! I thought they were. My
1: just so you know,
2: ladies and gentlemen, Cassandra is in Minnesota wearing a, a Minnesota Vikings name uh, jersey yes. uh, right now. And, and on the front of her jersey, jerseys, it has the number her. six Sometimes. and with the name on... Cutler on the back. She's no, wearing a Vikings jersey with Cutler's name and number on it. Yeah, that's what I'm going to bet. <laughs> a Vikings okay. jersey with Cutler's name and number on it.
0: Okie dokie with – um.
2: Never, this but, is from the woman that is not a fan of Jay Cutler, but she would rather Jay Cutler over Teddy Bridgewater today.
0: No, no. <laughs>
1: you're not, not going to accept that. You're
2: not going to accept. No. that? You, know, you would not no. take Jay Cutler over Teddy Bridgewater. Not no.
0: No 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 no. Publicly she won't
2: take. Publicly uh, she won't take Jay Cutler over no, Teddy I'm Bridgewater. Privately, privately she's like, man, I wish we had him over here.
0: I won't do it. I won't do it. Unless I put color officially in a Vikings uniform, which won't happen. No. No. -mm. So I'm going with my Vikings to win. I definitely think they can win. Oh, oh, then I have
2: a better question. I have a much better question. Would you rather Christian ponder over over, uh, Teddy Bridgewater?
0: I wouldn't rather Christian Ponder, period, just fill in the blank. <laughs>
1: <laughs> and there you have it. Lady no, lady. she doesn't even want no to No, Tavares Jackson, don't bring None me on,
0: take Pepper back. Like, just let it go.
2: <laughs> She's riding with her team. She's riding with her team. I, I will say way. this much. Jameis Winston might be the only uh, QB out of uh, Florida State that ends up doing something, because uh, Christian Ponder not so much, and neither did AJ Manuel. E J Manuel.
0: I love I AJ Manu- leadership. AJ <laughs> e. Manuel. I love Jamison's leadership. I love how he plays. I love how he commands the game at a young age. I love his size. And he's a, a good
2: He's what and, Teddy and, Brooks, Bridgewater was supposed to be.
1: Right. But besides that,
0: that he's also run in a couple touchdowns. He's blocked for players. Like, he's just an all-around really, really good football, football player. He's a That could be on his way. Yeah, very physical. He's on his way to possibly being one of the – the. he could end up as, as a QB standout, hands down. Like, I I will not even argue that one. He really could. Yeah, right. So, we've got to talk Packers, guys. We've got to talk you. Packers. The Packers do have a yeah.
1: Yeah, yeah.
2: I mean they playing, they're playing out, in what today. I would consider a very boring game today.
1: You know, Packers I, versus I mean, the, the Raiders. It's, it's you know, I mean let's let's be for real. Is there really much you can really say in this, about this game at all? That I mean, the only really thing is?
2: I can say about the Raiders, period, is they have a great, they have an up and coming, soon to be great quarterback to wide receiving core with Car. To Carter to Cooper and Car to Crabtree. That's going to be great, but outside of that, you have nothing else. Yeah, there's
1: there's not much there to, you know. I mean, like I said before in the pre meeting, uh, Oakland hasn't had a great team in in years, and they've they've all they've shown flashes. <laughs> and signs. You know, I mean, I, I, back, I think I think they they recently did they did pretty well, but I can't remember what season that was. We,
2: it, and and, and my team—the last days, time that Oakland stick. had a good team is when Oakland lost to Tampa Bay in the Super Bowl, and
1: you know, that has been how long?
2: Years, I can't remember.
1: But you know, they're they're playing. Keyshawn
2: Johnson won a Super Bowl back then. That's how long it's been. Oh wow! Yes, that's a long time ago.
1: <laughs> but you know, from a standpoint of where they are now and and where the where the pack is. No, it's it's just it's a totally different thing. I, mean, I wouldn't even expect them to, to even now, do is, that do that great today. <laughs> yeah. Now
0: now here's the crazy thing, when listening to this though, a lot of people, especially at the beginning, even midway through the season,
1: were talking
0: about the change and the uprising of the Oakland Raiders. That they were going to do well. So when I watch the Oakland Raiders, no they don't have a lot of Ws.
2: But they have an upcoming team. I'm not saying they don't. But they, they, yeah, they, they, come
1: they, come they do, and I don't think the but, Packers should know, sleep on them. I, don't, I think that the Packers slept on the day that they, they would make a great mistake because Oakland can't take advantage. You know, they are a good team in that aspect. Um, but as far as, you know, if, if the Packers come to play today, it's, it's going to be another day in the ballpark for them. The, worst, not, you know.
2: the worst thing for –
1: the Raiders today
2: is the fact that the Packers still have something to play for. If the Packers, if the Packers had locked up the number one seed, I would give the Raiders a chance. The Packers are still trying to win the division, so they wouldn't they wouldn't even take the Lions lightly today. The Packers are in a position where they have to win and they need to win, and since they do, they need to win. And they're going to come to play for real today. That is the worst thing going on for the Raiders.
1: I agree. Yeah, cuz it's you know, we know we Okay, know I'm going to be the
0: this. I'm going to be the underdog with this one. What
1: I know that say? that
0: is the worst. <laughs> I know that's the worst thing for the Packers today, but when you have teams oh, that no, have no. nothing to play for, those are always the teams that take that top team down.
2: True. I'm not going to disagree with you on that cuz even the Lions figured out how to beat the Packers and almost won, almost swept the season series. So I know it can be done. I'm just saying that it's because the Packers have something to play for that they're not going to take somebody lightly. It would be different if the Packers were solidified in their spot because not they only
1: also, not only mathematically the Packers are, can
2: still be eliminated from the playoffs if they if mathematically. So they, they have to they win. They
0: can. They also are plagued with injuries right now.
2: Yes. Yeah. They're, they're yeah. definitely
0: one of the, now, they're they're one of the teams some plagued names. with
2: injuries. If
0: you, you the, talk about I mean, a team with people's names that you don't know, the, the Packers are notorious, like literally co-commentators. Right. Everybody yeah. has to, like, go find the big players, we, so They're like, who
2: that, the who At this point searching? in the season, this is week who 15, is Not Carolina, the Patriots, and the Cardinals are plagued with injuries. So everybody's plagued with injuries at this point. I'll agree with you on that. But I just – it's not even just that I see the Packers as that much of a great team. I just see the Packers have too much to lose by losing today's game. I mean, when you have is, too much to lose, when, when you have too much to lose, you generally don't take
1: a, a team lightly. Now, here's the, the crazy thing about it. If you look at it, it, when you look at Aaron Rodgers versus Derek Carr right now, They are very evenly matched. They both got two hundred. Well, Aaron Rodgers has two hundred eighty-two completions on on four hundred sixty-one attempts. Derek Carr has two hundred eighty-three completions on with four hundred forty-five attempts, four hundred fifty-five attempts. He's thrown Aaron Rodgers thrown for three thousand one hundred seventy-five yards, twenty-eight touchdowns. Derek Carr three three thousand three hundred thirteen yards and twenty eight touchdowns. This this is not gonna be the game that you that you think it is. If they come to play with their weapons ready to go, it's gonna be very evenly matched. I don't see it as I mean being a blowout. I don't see it as being like having the edge a blowout because even you know no, it's even not when be a you, even, when get get down, even when you get down even when you get gave, down to the the offensive comparison, you know, dude it's close. It's I mean still, with the
2: numbers you just gave I would actually choose uh I would actually choose I would the Raiders go, uh, I would,
1: yeah, I would, look it up I would choose the Raiders that's wide that's... receiver quarterback
2: core over the Packers because of the Packers injuries. I'm just, mm-hmm. I'm not saying that this is gonna be a forty eight to twelve type game. No, that's not what I'm saying. I'm still saying uh-uh. I believe the Packers are gonna
1: pull it out. Well yeah, let's I think also that I... talk
0: about the fact oh, go ahead, Michael.
1: Well, no, no um you go. You've, I've already spoken.
0: Go ahead. <laughs> I also want to talk about the fact that we are starting to, especially in the last game, see a resurgence in Eddie Lacy. Will that still be the case today? Because the one thing that Oakland does have, and they they are pretty good
2: on, they're coming along, is defense. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Khalil Mack. I, I'm. A, I'm. Uh, Khalil Mack. The fact that he's not playing an inside position. Is the best thing for Eddie Lacy because Eddie Lacy is horrible at running outside. So, um, and the Raiders are not going to move uh, Khalil Mack inside. With that in mind, that uh, James Starks is their outside running back that to, to hits the edges, hits the corners. And when they want to go up the middle, they put in Eddie Lacy. And Eddie Lacy is the type of running back that is built to exploit the Raiders. So, in the last few weeks, the Packers have been playing teams. It all, Although we have said Eddie Lacy has made a lot of mistakes, I think I would uh, credit Eddie Lacy's resurgence more to who they played than the fact that he got his act together. Because they've been playing teams that don't have a big inside uh, defensive lineman, a big inside uh, linebacker.
0: Well, exactly. And I think today will be different. And if you can't shut down Khalil Mack, which was actually my favorite rookie coming out that year, he was really one of my favorite rookies the year he came out. I, I did an entire story on him from his history to even how he got into football. He's really, really evolving on this level. I love seeing it. And I, you know, he, he might, you know, hold Lacey back a bit.
2: Well I don't think he will because Eddie Lacy is not that type of running off. back. He doesn't run outside you, a lot.
0: But you never know. You never know the position switch-ups changes. You know, we've, we've seen it a lot. Um, so you never know. Also,
1: yeah, another thing that we have to – I have a concern about. You you well, we'll see. Another Before concern, concern that I
0: have is, 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 is what's happened to James Jones. <sighs>
1: He got <laughs> yeah.
2: I Yeah, people he, were. You know, see, I don't think we, people respected we, we, him in the beginning of the like season, so right he exploited now. that. And after that, uh, it's like, yeah, we're not gonna let you do to us what you did in the first few games.
1: He's been silent.
2: <laughs> I mean, James Jones, and then Rob Cobb is not who he who he he once was.
1: You know, but it's but here's the question, like you know, it hasn't been. It, was it the teams they played that allowed James Jones to just stand up, you know, for a brief moment? And no, you know, I, I
0: just think you know what. Once, once, once there's real film on you, and he's made a real comeback, and you are in where teams have had at least eight games of film to watch how to shut you down and how to stop that that pass. That goes mm-hmm. all the way through the secondary. The mm. secondaries of the teams that they play lately have really been on him. I thought yeah. that maybe they would figure out a little bit more. I think what it
2: was they figured out they were treating him the way you had to treat uh, Jordy Nelson. On Jordy Nelson, you have to play off of him and try to try to. Uh, to, to jump the route, you de- you couldn't do that with James Jones. Now they on James Jones, they on him like white on rice from 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 the time the ball snaps, and he yeah. needs space. He needs space. He couldn't. He can't create his own space.
1: And that's that, like that, a lot that, of these great receivers. They can create their own space. Exactly. James Jones is not that receiver. Let's see. If, they, if if they were like you said before, because they didn't know how to play, and they played off more. You know, so you have quarterbacks playing five yards, giving him six yard cushions. But if if you can get up on any wide receiver, he's not good with his hands and getting off the line of scrimmage, and like you said, creating that space after, you know, he gets into his route. And it's it's very easy to shut him down. You put one or two people on him all game and he won't be able to do that. But the key to being able to draw away from that is going, having other substantial receivers you can go to that pulls the defense into a position where they don't have They can't do to You know, or, or you can get that person open. And it just, it's just it's a wonder that they haven't made that adjustment like Cass said yet. You know, it's like, how? what's taking you all so long to figure out how to get James, get him open? You know, because he right. has not been and a factor in the last few games. You know, they've had needed to go a factor. there. The a needed
0: factor because Randall Cobb is not. So when Randall Cobb is in the game, he's still not the
1: Randall Cobb that we're used to saying. Exactly. You know, he's still going. I, I, I would venture to say he may be 60%, you know, 65 at most because it's, he's in and then back out. A, it's, you know, he can't stay consistently. Uh, in consistently.
2: Randall Cobb is so. going in the
1: other direction, unfortunately,
2: at least for this
1: season. Yeah, it seems uh. that way. I mean, so, you know, at, at – unfortunately, players will, you know, you plateau in this game. And it's it's not always indicative of the age of the player either. Sometimes you just have one of those bad seasons. You know, you have a lot of things happen to you, a lot of a lot of adversity and experience that you got to fight through, and it's how you come back after that. Like you said, if he's having a, you know, he's just having one of those seasons. <laughs> like, you know, after doing so well for so long, it's like, boom, okay, here you go. You hit some adversity and Nah, you're going to sit back down because you're not ready to get off the bench yet. He's going to keep you over there because he's on, my, he's on my fantasy football team. And I'm like, i got to keep this dude on the bench because I can't use him. <laughs> because he he's not what You know, but hopefully today I think it's going to be one of those games where it's, it could go either way. Um, I know initially I was saying, you know, Green Bay, I'm, I'm really going to be on. This is going to be the one game I'm on the fence um, Cast, just so you know, <laughs> I'm on the fence with this one, but because had, it can go that. either way. You know, because I believe it can go either way. I don't think that the, that Green Bay's in the position where they they're going to blow out, uh, you know, blow them out as like they've done in the past, and only because they they they're so evenly matched. It's it's just you know, it's not there's maybe, there may be like 20 yards separating them in some places. I think the most that they have, most the the biggest difference is in their, is their um, games, uh, passing yards per game, a lot. Where you know, Oakland's giving up the, you know giving up more passing yardage, but the defense on, on the Green Bay ain't that far behind, so. You know, that's why I said it's it's going on a game. You got to look at it from that standpoint and then see who's playing today and be like, all right, well, I think I'm going to just sit on the face and just see how this plays out.
0: I agree with you. I'm sort of up in the air with this one, too. I don't – just from looking on paper, and I've been wrong. Uh, And I've been wrong just because some teams come to play, which I hope Minnesota does today. Uh, So I've been wrong. I've I've seen some teams come out and just totally demolish their own selves, and the other team is like, well, fine, we'll take this one. And then I've also seen, um, you know, shockers. And in my opinion, I'm up in the air, too, because I think that Oakland could possibly, if they come out strong and hard, could honestly possibly be that thorn in the side for for the Packers where the Packers have to figure out how to beat them or, or get their composure together so that they can actually take the W.
1: Yeah, I think it's gonna be so. So I'm a, I'm a
0: little up in the air because I think if if Oakland comes out fighting, I, I I can be honest, I do think that the Packers can edge it out and and get the W, but I think they're going to have to fight. I think it's going to be a little bit of a battle from what yeah, I've I'll, seen from Oakland. So yeah. I'll I don't
1: think, think it's, it's an easy
0: an W. Easy, if, if it's a W, yeah. I don't think it'll be
1: an easy one. Which which takes sir. I'm going to have to say that the Packers are going to win
2: and the Lions are going to lose today to round out the <laughs> the NFC. The North. Lions don't play today. The
0: Lions play New Orleans they play tomorrow. tomorrow. <laughs>
2: like, hey, they don't play today. My point is, if yeah, I was to round playing. out the NFC North, the Lions are going to lose and the Packers are going to win.
1: Do you not? Know, do you even want to talk about Detroit at this point? No, I really don't. He's like, we can just end the show right now. I don't even want to talk about that. I'm going to
0: talk about it because here we go. The reason that I'm going to talk about them is because New Orleans has found a, a gun and they load it every game and they get really excited about the fact that it has a bunch of, like, like they got a revolver and they put all six bullets in it and they're excited and then they they shoot and shoot their own self in the foot. So by the end of the game, nobody could walk because they all got, like, bullet toe or something. It's It's really, <laughs> I don't understand it. I told, them, I told you all a season ago, quit giving Drew Freeze that night, Quill. I don't know what's going on with them. New Orleans is not the best. And at this point, if I was a member of the Detroit Lions, we've already lost our, our season. Is dead. Why not just go for the win? Why not just go out there? The pressure is off. Let's just go play solid football like we're in practice or a scrimmage and just take the other team down. Because, literally, I mean, they, they
1: really New Orleans have has a attitude. problem. Yeah, they, they really could have that attitude and just, you know, say, you know what, we're just going to go out here and have fun, guys. We only got three more games to go. We're not getting to the playoffs. We know we got to revamp the team. Miss Ford's probably going to fire us all anyway. So, right. why don't we for the sake of just playing football and having fun and finishing off the season, go out here and beat New Orleans. You know, and I'm like you, like, I don't know what's going on with them. They get up on people and blow them on. Next thing you know, they're like, you know, they, I, it's hard to describe. <laughs> it is hard to describe what New, York, New Orleans have done to themselves, you know, in gangs. Yeah, with these, I, I'm telling
0: you, they, they, they get a revolver and they put these really pretty bullets in it and they spin the barrel and it does everything. And then, um,. Um, and and then
1: And that's about
0: it Then the game is over And nobody understands But all of that fear bleeding Because they've shot their own self in the foot And I don't get it But being a Vikings fan I could never be a New Orleans fan On the personal level On the professional level New Orleans um, needs to revamp A little bit there They definitely need to go younger They need to keep a few veterans But they need to go younger Younger and faster New Orleans was just a team, you know, Jimmy Graham when he was there. I mean, New Orleans, they just had a complete package minus the cheating, well, the brutality for pay. But New Orleans had a pretty good team. They were very, you know, Sean was leading them down the field. And then everybody just wanted more money and well, he got over
1: it. And I also think, you know, the whole issue, you know, with the bounty. Crap, you know. Yeah, going I do think that had a lot day. to do with it too. I you have know, a problem you know, with that whole thing. Yeah, I think they're I think that had to, took its took its toll on on the team as that well was because it really had. That,
0: that was Davis, 2009, one in the 2010, their players don't try. even play anymore. They
1: were part of that too. Yeah, you know. So, but you know, it's, it's just like it, as we know. Teams reach you know reach a plateau or a pinnacle where they just have to go through. They have to be honest with themselves. Like ah, we're not we're just not as good as we used to be. And as you said, you know those are tributes to what you have on the field. You know yeah, you keep veterans around because you need people who've been in the game and who've been there. You know who know what it's like to be you know in the postseason. And then you also you also need to go down here and faster because that's really been the state of New Orleans. a big part. They've always been running back. Exactly. You know they gonna get the fastest people they can find and just you know just clean the ball down the field on you. But they haven't been able to do that successfully this year. You know as much as we're used to seeing. So, but on the other hand, you got Detroit, the Lions, and An who knows to take what it that? I would myself. I mean, I mean, I'll, what do they have to lose? Tomorrow's to lose.
2: game. Tomorrow's game Tomorrow. is the perfect reason why fans, I'm sure, wish Monday night football games could be flexed. I uh, just
1: saying, I want to see
2: other teams. I
1: don't think. And not, only only do that, that, the the not only do folks, the only people care going to be either watching game, game either team,
2: either
1: right, team, both teams are
2: are putting horrible football on the field. They're both putting horrible football on the field.
0: Okay.
1: Hey, you <laughs> have no no disagreement from us because it's kind of bad. I mean, for it's I mean this, <laughs> it's Monday Night Football, They
2: the teams that play Monday Night Football, I'm sure are happy that they got Monday Night Football games because they can't be flexed out of The Sunday Night Football teams, they can be flexed out of.
1: Well, um, game, I think I think that your Sunday night football and your Monday night football games should be reserved for like the, you know, either the big rivalries.
2: Well, that's the whole or, point behind Monday night football. They're supposed to put good games on them, but
1: like but you can
2: you can't know how good teams are going to be when the when that schedule's put together. I and was thinking the, the same thing. Yeah, and I that was the cool thing you just when said. when NBC got Monday, night mean Sunday night. When NBC took over Sunday night, they one of the things they they requested and guaranteed that it would be good games because of what it was the first time the term flex scheduling came into place. So that's why I I'm more as a fan into Sunday night football than Monday night football. When Monday night football was the thing and cave and you couldn't watch just about every game on T V, there was no direct T V and there was there was very little cable. You watched Monday night football because that was that was the only way you really saw teams outside of your division. That's why Monday Night Football was always as big as it was during its ABC days before it was moved to ESPN. That was how you saw teams outside of your division. Very true. And now you know, it's just a matter of us. okay, it's a game on Monday.
0: But not always. You have, you still have. I mean, there are like Lions fans in California who probably would have never really seen outside of them playing the Chargers in the opener. Would have never seen. Their team. I mean, the You're thing about right. it. I'm in, You're I'm right. You're right about West. that. I'm I'm in the Midwest, and thank goodness for a Directv Sunday Ticket because how many Vikings games would I not
2: see when I'm, you know, in Chicago no, You wouldn't, be, you wouldn't get home. to see
1: anything in Chicago unless they played here.
2: Right. I mean, she she's gotten to see a few games. Right. But. but. It, it it and I understand that, and that's why Monday Night Football has always existed. But the. The flex scheduling is not just about one fan. The flex scheduling for Sunday night is more for the national fan. For example, how many how many non-Vikings and non, or better yet, how many casual non-Vikings and casual non-Saints fans are going to watch the game tomorrow?
0: I don't know about Saints fans. Um, what I can say when it comes to the Vikings is the Vikings cover very large territory. They cover the Dakotas, they cover Upper no, Wisconsin, they
2: cover all of Minnesota. So I don't
0: – there are tons. There are Vikings fans in the U.K. You know, I'm, not talking that not. About,
2: I'm not talking so, about fans. I'm talking about casual fans. You're, you're a casual fan that only watches football just because some one of their friends said you should turn on a football game. Your casual fan, not your Vikings, fans. You're come come
0: casual fans, You're diehard casual No, like listen to me, because they cover such a large territory, that's not hard. That we don't have any other football in the UK. They're like we like Adrian Peterson. Like at one point they like Michael Jordan. So that's still casual. None of them can tell me stats about the Vikings, where the Vikings came from, if they've ever won a Super Bowl. They just know I'm from an area, everything's purple and gold, gold Vikings. And so there are tons of casual <laughs> Vikings fans, but I don't know what it's what that's like when it comes to New Orleans. So I couldn't answer that
2: question. And I'm not talking about the fans of that team. I'm talking about, no, for example, no, I'm no. a Bears fan. I'm a Bears fan. Right. And because I'm a Bears fan, I could care less about what's going on in tomorrow's game.
0: But if you love football, but see, so you also love football.
2: Right. So I love football. I get what you're saying. Uh, your, 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 your football, you, fan, and that's what I'm saying. I'm not talking about fans of that scene. I'm talking about your casual fan. Your casual they're nine.
0: They're going to watch.
2: They're going to watch. I said your casual non Lions sir. fan. They're yeah. They're going a watch your, for Your casual fan reasons. is not a fan of the Lions. Your casual fan is not a fan of the Saints. How many of those people what? are watching tomorrow's game? Uh,
0: probably a
1: lot. To, what else is going on? I mean, if, and, if, if there's and, and nothing once, else and on, they
0: will watch Once they, they, watch, they hear yeah, how yeah, horrible it is. Twitter, maybe. And they're just the game, a fan of the sports, they'll
1: probably watch it. But, I mean, it's hard to say who's going to watch it because you really don't know. You know, it's no, you know, I can tell you, you got
0: to To answer to answer your question, I can tell you that a lot of people are going to turn the game on
2: for at least 15 <laughs> minutes. <laughs> that's the first, best way of putting it. People are going to turn the game mile. on, will they leave the game on is the best question. You probably put it <laughs> yeah, back. That,
1: that's a better you question. You probably
2: put it back. A lot of people yeah. are going to turn the game on. But they, they turn it on.
1: But are you going to watch it? Right. That was that, and that's where we can be, like, in suspense.
2: <laughs> and that's probably the most accurate way that it can be put. So I agree with gonna you. who's going to win? Who's going to win? Who's going <laughs> to win Monday night? Who's going to do it? I, I don't
0: know what answer. I actually I might do. have to pick the Lions. I pick the Lions.
2: I yeah, don't I have I as little respect <laughs> as I have for the Lions, I have even less respect for the Saints right now.
1: Yeah. I yeah, I, you know, I can see that. I, I can see, no, Detroit, I can see no. Detroit pulling out another big win. let go,
0: Detroit. Wrap up your season. I mean, it's wrapped already. Put a bow
1: on it. You know, you might New Orleans. You might as well. I mean, it's a week before Christmas. The week of Christmas, you might as well get yourself a present because, I mean, hey, the reality is they're not going to make the – they're out of the playoff line period. You know, they're nowhere close to having a successful season. So, like I said before, it's, it should be all like, hey, man, we just want to finish up with some pride and some dignity, man. Um, let's go out here and play these last few games of this season and get ready for next season. But right now I'm going to focus on the game in front of us. <laughs> that's really all they can do. So I'm hoping to right to pull it out, um, you know, just so Miss Ford can feel a little bit better uh, with her Jacksonville you know, own Masters look.
0: I'm going to yeah, you know, miss that when the team starts doing good, the pearls and
1: the jack o might still She might actually still keep it on. But, you know, I don't know. She might not because she not, may not feel it's bringing up any kind of luck. It's like, okay, i put she these on stylish. and I feel messed up.
0: She's out there, <laughs> there like, this is how NFL wives dressed in the 60s. Like, she doing it like, what?
1: This is how you should look. To be a wife in this game is an honor. And you walk Even if
0: around your husband's
1: your, dead, you wear your gloves. So, you know, yeah, it's, like, it's cool,
0: though. But she's running she's really it, fast I, I got to give it to her. Very fast. Like I the
1: old absolutely love it. Feel, you know, and her approach to it is like, if you're not producing, you got to go.
0: Which this is real, real talk. That's, that's People forget how
2: smart she is. She went 16. to Vanderbilt. She is not. Yes. She went to Vanderbilt University.
1: Yeah, she's not. Her down, down, you know, family. No, she's going to
2: Vassar. She went to Vassar. I'm she sorry. She went to
0: Vassar, but her family though she's she's right. Not she's fun. a smart
2: person.
1: Yeah, she she's from the, the Firestone so
2: family. She's the Firestone she Ford family.
1: Yeah, so she, she knows is the Firestone she Ford family. She understands what it takes to you know build a win. What a now here's let's just you know we only got a few more a couple more minutes here, uh, but would it be tripped out to? That after this dismal season that Detroit has had this year, and you know, let's be frank, the past few years, they're not gonna win the football. Them, you know, <laughs>
0: <laughs> she
1: cut you off and didn't even let you finish. She cut baby. me off, I
0: can't even get to it. She's like, they're not gonna win. They got win this some football. ways to get Like, no other well, team will be playing. But we do need to do this. Um, this is something that's very important to. Of course, I'm live in Minneapolis, big Vikings fan. But in Chicago, Chicago is very, very no, big, I, and very famous for. Hold on, hold on. Very big and very famous for their music. Of course, the creation of house music. We've produced a ton of DJs. So we lost a great one, and I'm going to let uh, Mike go ahead and segue and take us out of the show with that one. But definitely DJ Bucks Two, rest in peace. That was hard, and Mike will explain why
2: um uh most people like to have a moment of silence for someone we lost in d j Timbuktu. uh one thing Tim would never say, and for friends of Tim Buktu, we call him Tim uh one that's his real name, but two that's a shortened version of his d j name but friends of Tim would never- uh and Tim would never want us to be silent he would want us to remember who he is. And DJ Timbuktu was a great, and is, I'm not going to say was, is a great person. And as much as I lost a friend yesterday, the greatest thing that I think that he did for all of us that will miss him is he. his passing generated tons and tons and tons of music and music industry and nostalgia conversations about him and what he talked about Just great things. The national loss and the trending topics of who all is talking about them. Um, Talib Kwali posted a picture of Timbuktu on his Instagram yesterday. Kanye West posted on Twitter about him yesterday, and tons of alerts have been coming across. The national. The national trending topics via Hootsuite, via Facebook, via Twitter, via Instagram, have all been representative in talking about DJ Timbuktu yesterday. He passed away. It was not from a violent death. It was from cancer. Died at 34, taken away from us far too early. And as much as I remember him and him being a hustle and grind person, I remember the days of when he was too young to be in the nightclub spinning. So radio stations and radio stations and record labels would pay Tim cover listening events and live remotes in places that were not nightclubs where he could wasn't old enough to spin. But I will say my favorite story that I read about him, forget the ones that I personally experienced, my favorite story I read about him yesterday was on Facebook from a gentleman uh, by the name of DJ R-Double. R-Double works for Crawford Broadcasting's Power 92. Uh, R-Double said he remembers seeing Tim at a Nike event about six to eight months ago, and Tim asked him, "Uh, how's your life going? And R double responded and said, "Uh, I need to be over there at Beauty Bar getting things in with you. And Tim's response, and I have to paraphrase for FCC reasons, was forget that party life, that party crap. I'm asking about how's your life going? That's the type of person Tim was before he was sick and after he was sick. He was worried about a person's life and how they are doing. He is greatly going to be missed, and even while he was sick, he continued to DJ because the music is what mattered to him. Uh, Tim was representative about five years ago about the top ten DJs, I mean, excuse me, top ten artists in the first decade of the 2000s. Uh, Tony Neal of the core DJs was on that show with him. There was about five or ten DJs that were representative, and Tim represented Chicago very well with that. He was a part of the Treaty crew. He was a part of uh, the heavy hitter DJs internationally. Timbuktu will be missed, and I think a lot of people think about how affected we were by... Frankie Knuckles passing within the last two years. Well, the difference between the Frankie Knuckles situation and Tim is although Frankie Knuckles knew a lot of people, I can I can personally say I knew Tim, and a lot of people can say we knew Tim. And one of the greatest things about Tim Buck, too, is he knew a lot of people. He stopped and talked to everybody. And it came down to, for the folks that didn't know him, they knew him through his music, But the people that didn't know him through his music, he would stop and have a conversation with you, give you his email address. And if if things developed, he would give you his phone number. You could talk to him. He had long conversations. I saw pictures of Tim on Facebook yesterday of him playing Connect Four for hours with kids. Just hanging out with people. That's the man that he is and was. I could go on and on and on and talk further about it, but for those of you who might be wondering, well, Tim is from Chicago. What does this mean to us? TJ Timbuktu was known nationally. My cousin is down in Atlanta, and it shocked him. So, Tim, you are missed. You will be missed. And just thinking about the fact that you won't be headlining the next nightclub just feels weird. Heavy hearts began yesterday morning, and they will continue.
0: And with that, and ladies gentlemen, and gentlemen, go ahead, Michael.
1: Take your phone out. We're gonna go ahead and um, close down the show. Um, like we said, you know DJ Tim's up. Bug Two was very well known here, and as well as nicely among the entertainment um, sector, and you know, just loved by all. So we're definitely gonna miss him um, a lot here, and I'm pretty sure people around the world are gonna miss him as well. We'll go ahead and wrap the show up. Normally we show you where you can find us at this moment, but um in lieu of just you know, just a moment I think we might go ahead and segue out of it as we have run out of time. Um, but you can find us on Blogs at Radio, you can find us on TuneIn. Follow us on Facebook and on Twitter, Football Sandwich Radio is what you're looking for. And we hope that you all enjoy your um Sunday football day. Um, Kick back, relax. I'm about to do the same thing: eat some breakfast and chill with my son, who is home from college visiting for the holidays, and you know, just enjoy some time together. Everybody, embrace each other, love each other. No more hating is too much. Life's too short for all of that crap. And let's just keep it going. Have a great Sunday. Have a great holiday, everyone. Thanks for
0: tuning in.